you know, this sounds so dumb. I smelled my own fart for the first time in like, I don't know, like over a year. Tell and me how it was. It was incredible. I like, I teared up. 100%. My favorite spring cleaning takeaway is the post-clean clarity you get. Wow, how have I been living like this? It's kind of like when you find out that you've been paying a fortune for wireless. When Mint Mobile has phone plans for $15 a month, when you purchase a three-month plan, more like, wow, how have I been affording this? It's time to switch to Mint Mobile and get unlimited talk, text, and data for $15 a month. We use Mint Mobile at the office, and we have been saving so much money since switching over, and setting up on Mint Mobile's website was super easy. To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com slash bears. That's mintmobile.com slash bears. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash bears. $45 upfront payment required equivalent to $15 per month. New customers on first three months plan only. Speed slower above 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. Bert underwent a full body blood transfusion and word from the doctor is it's going well. Sitting in for him <laughs> is the great Duncan Trussell. Thanks for coming, Duncan. Hi, thank you for having me. We're so excited to see you. I'm excited um, to see you. I thought you were going to stunt on me because last time I ran into you at the Beverly Hills Hotel, yes. you were in full, you were full Gucci'd out. So I went out and I was like, I'm going to get a Gucci shirt for Duncan Trussell's appearance. Oh my God. And then you said, I was going to wear Gucci. You have Gucci shoes on. I want to let the audience know. I do. Yeah. I love seeing you in Gucci. I th okay, here's the thing. I didn't do it because I thought if I wore a Gucci shirt, you would make fun of me for it. Look at us. <laughs> Just a couple of rascals. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, that's why I did this for you, buddy. Looks good. Thanks, man. Thank yeah. you. I wish you, had, I wish you had worn yours. Do you go to the store to pick them out? No. I... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't step foot in one of those stores. Those are nightmares. Yeah, yeah no, I just went online. Okay. Yeah, I had it sent to the house. Too much pressure in the stores. And here's the thing. It's also, it's a, it's, it's a lot of pressure to get it to because if it arrives and it's not what you like or yeah. fit, you're like, fuck, this was so much to I fuck know. around with. You got to send it back. You, you got to. You can't procrastinate no, sending no, it back. No, no, no. You have to, man. You yeah. have to. Um, so you are now an Austin resident. Yes. How are you liking it here? I love it. You love it. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. I love it. It's so much like, it's such a different feel, right? The, the, For, than what you're used to. Well, yeah, because I was up in North Carolina. I know. Up in this little town, so. Asheville? Asheville. Near Asheville? Asheville, yeah. It's a cool town. Yeah, a cool town. But, and a, obviously people really love it, but I think living in LA too long, it's yeah. like once you're just used to that and then you go to a smaller place, you you just it's really difficult to transition actually shift into that yeah. mode because you know everyone's got the fantasy the move to the country fantasy mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you know yeah and, and then you real i realized that i could my only way i could live in the country is if i had access to the city not far do you know what i mean like yeah. i can live i think 30 minutes maybe max from i need to have a city center kind of to go yeah. to feel grounded in this world that's it yeah yeah we're fucked yeah that's it we're just locusts like yeah. we have to be around things to i buy do and... i do i have to be i realize I, I couldn't do that real i live up in the mountains no. living but a lot of people think they can 
It's just like a... It's you romanticize like, it. Yeah, you think you're going to go up there and just like yeah. relax by a stream, lay sure. in your hammock. Yeah, and then you go, hmm. That's fun for a week. That's real fun for a week. Yeah, a week. You know, like a vacation that's, sure. that's like totally removed from things. Yeah. That's really nice. Going to a beach that has... They're like, we don't even get cell signals. You're like, I can do this for a week. Yeah. And yeah. then there's also the other stuff out there. You yeah. know, it's like... There's a lot going on out there in the country, like a yeah. lot going on out there. Scary stuff? Well, you know, like in the city, you'll hear these stories of like, there could be a civil war. And you're like, shut the fuck up. That couldn't ever happen. Right. And then you go out to the country and it's like, this isn't a Hallmark Channel movie happening there's no like urbanites falling in love with like uh -huh. the the noble country folk there's people out there like at firing ranges training every day just getting ready because they're getting ready yeah they know it's coming i saw this video about hey uh you know it's coming boys um just letting everybody out there know that they're they're coming for our guns um and it's going to be the irs who comes and takes them from us and then yeah. the guy like looked at the camera. He goes, you know what to do. And you're like, what the fuck? Are, what? And he goes, don't pay your taxes. <laughs> and, he, and he goes, if enough of us do not pay our taxes. Yeah, that'll work. That, that's what's going to work. And it's then you realize that there are people watching that, though. Like, we watch that and we're like, good luck, fuckface. Yeah. But then how there's people out there who are like, yeah. Oh, yeah. They just got convinced. Well, there's people who think you don't have to. Like, there's people who think that you can I write have, a special thing. I have a friend that was like, no, no, but here's the thing, man. It depends on whether you, what type of citizen you claim to be. And sovereign I was like, citizen. What? Yeah, are you, so you're sovereign? Like, have you been yeah. sovereign for long? And, and do, you, do you think this is going to work in court? And then they'll pull up, like, a website and be like, see? Yeah. It says it here. That's like, it. Yeah. They think there's code words you could say to police. Like, when yeah. you, you get pulled over. <laughs> oh, there are. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you, and you see there's old videos of cops and the exasperated look they get when they've yeah. got a sovereign yeah. citizen. Yeah. It's like, oh, fuck, man. I want to say that most deaf pulled that when South Africa tried to kick him out um, a few years ago. They were like, you don't have a visa. You have like, and he was like, first of all, <laughs> uh, I think he had changed. It was like right when he changed to being like Yasin Bey. And I want to say he goes um, in, in his statement or something that he's a sovereign citizen. That's why he doesn't yeah. have need to update his pass. Most stuff had been allowed out of South Africa 11 months after being arrested for using the wrong passport. The rapper also known as has been living in the country since 2013, but was stopped from leaving in January. But I think... If you go into that story, you find that he claimed to be a sovereign citizen. Yeah. I think that if you put most deaf sovereign citizen, you'd probably find that. I mean, I get it. I kind of get what they're talking about, which is, I think, like, look, we didn't choose to be born in any given place. You're just born in some place. And just because yeah. you're born in some place, suddenly you have to follow all the rules of this weird game that it's so crazy the benefits or disadvantages you have just from being born yeah you never think about if you're in a place full of advantages right like when you you don't realize right. how lucky you are to live in the like developed world right and then you travel and you realize oh the, like this whole country of people just was born here they right. were just born here that's it that's the only thing that set them up for this life yeah and we're like Fucking get in line, asshole. Yeah, yeah. I know. <laughs> yeah. I know. I know.
It's so weird. It's like, and then you're born, whatever place you're born into, like automatically you're, they like start conditioning you. Yes. Like wherever you're at from the, you know, right away, you got to, I don't know if they still do it anymore. Like the Pledge of Allegiance. Yeah. All these like things that are, that would be, seem insane a few thousand years ago. But that seems also, you know, um, if you live in the South, it's very, still kind of pretty patriotic. Like I'm yeah. sure if you go to a sporting event anywhere in the Southeast, yeah, and uh, the national anthem plays. Pretty much everybody, I think, is respecting that. Yeah, but L.A. was one of those places where I I realized that I saw the opposite. I was like, oh, that's really interesting. Meaning, like, I was at a Laker game, and I saw people who deliberately wouldn't stand for the national. Right, anthem. but it was like, well, they were making a big deal, but it was kind of like they're like, I don't do that. Right, you know? like I don't stand for the national anthem. I think you do that at like an Alabama football game. You fucking murdered in the stands. Yeah, like, they'll fucking eat. They'll just beat you to death. Yeah, I was spread like, your meat chunks through the bleachers. I was like, you just sit during this. All right. Yeah, yeah. it's kind of weird. It stands out. You know. Yeah, it does. I mean, I don't know. I'm sentimental, so I don't. I like it. You know, like I, I enjoy it. the national anthem before a game. I, yeah, the same way. It's like I, it can even make me emotional. Not yeah, every time. Same. But I. Yeah. I. I mean, we also grew up in a generation where that was. You know kind of normalized right so like the whole you know shit's fucked up with our country like i get that but you yeah. know we still have it burned into us it's like enjoying star wars you yeah, know like you yeah. don't go in there to watch star wars and the whole time you're like this isn't real there's no you know I mean? like if you're yeah. gonna enjoy the national anthem you gotta do a little gotta, suspension of di disbelief yeah. like let the propaganda the national work. anthem isn't and everything is perfect that's not those aren't the lyrics <laughs> i want you to add that <laughs> yeah. That'd be awesome. Oh, say, can you see, yeah. everything is perfect. 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 Everything's perfect. Yeah. We have no flaws. <laughs> Man, I was just talking to my wife about it, like how you and me especially, we hit this time in American history yeah. compared to all the other times that was this strange calm, like peaceful, the shit we had, Clinton- yeah. You know, we had like this, like, there was nothing like what's happening right now. No. Nothing. And so we started thinking, this is how it is. Like, we, no one in the 80s was thinking, like, this isn't going to work. Like, it's going to start falling apart pretty soon. Yeah. There's going to be insurrections. There's going to be riots. There's going to be confusion and pandemics. Even though that's the story of the country is just like World War II, Spanish flu vietnam all this crazy, crazy shit. shit but we landed in this perfect spot to turn into complete assholes yeah, we did. we're just like our grandparents you yeah. know they're like you don't understand how bad yeah. it gets and we were just like like what you mean like when there's supposed to be a video game released and it comes out two weeks later oh the worst i hate that <laughs> the worst or it comes out and it's not Dude, finished that new madden sucks <laughs> oh god what the fuck how did they fuck that up and he's like i stormed the beach at normandy your <laughs> yeah. grandfather and yeah. you're like yeah whatever bro exactly yeah i've played gta um yeah it is a like what we we were built we had that decade of like, and it's the formative years too, right? Like the nineties for us were yeah. like, really, that's how, that's why your brain is really developing what normalcy. I mean, in a way it's very healthy that we, like we didn't get, you're not built with resilience in that decade, right? but you are built to kind of feel like you live in a safe world, but it creates apathy when you have right. lack of um, chaos. That's it. Now, if you're, imagine if the, you're a teen for this decade, you're a teen in this decade, these, these past, yeah. it, you were growing up in madness. Madness. Oh my God. 
Oh my God! You got September 11th. Oh my fucking God, dude! Like, yeah. if, and that would be if that was the beginning. If you were like 11 or t- like 10 when that happens, and then you grow up for the whole next decade, yeah. but then you you go through these these Trump years and you just see how a country splits apart and break, yeah. and everybody hates each other. Yeah, because we were just talking about in, on my tour. I have two people on my tour who have really opposing political views, but th- when they talk it ends up kind of in laughter and like high fives and whatever. Yeah. And I go, Oh, that reminds me of when I was a kid that adults right. would disagree, but you would never think they were like, and I hope you die. No. Like, right. Like, cause that's what people say now. They're like, I hope yeah. all those people fucking die. You know about right. accelerationism. You ever heard of that? No, it's creepy. It's the idea is like, look, everything's falling apart in slow motion right now. Mm-hmm. And because it's falling apart, it would be better for it to just go ahead. It's like when you have to throw up, and it's just better to throw up. Don't right. hold it in. Don't do like. Just let it out. Let it all out. So accelerationists, they want to speed shit up mm-hmm. to whatever the particular event is that like causes the collapse of civilization to oh. start over again. That's the idea is like speed this shit up. So fuck centrism. Fuck the cute story of the yeah. right and the left having these barbecues Let's together. Let's get there. Let's just start killing each other. Whoever's left standing will reproduce, and that will be the next civilization. I mean, the, there are, there's books out now. I think, like, uh, uh, definitely some bestsellers about how everything, and this is from, like, you know, Harvard or Yale researcher, professor, everything now lines up with exactly the years prior to other dynasties ending. Oh, my God. You know, God. like uh, Chinese, Roman, and like yeah. all these dynasties have certain similarities in the years leading up to the collapse. Right. And it says, and I'm, I'm, I'm doing a poor job of describing it, but that we are showing all the sim- the same symptoms of, yeah. of the lead up to the collapse of a civilization. Yeah, man, I heard that shit. Like to me, the creepiest part of that, because I had no idea, is like every one of these civilizations had a Game of Thrones or like a version of it, yep. like that was different according to their culture. And then they do this spinoff. And like right after the spinoff, that's when the dynasty collapses. So the spinoff that is on right now on HBO Max. I mean, I don't. I'm not Nostradamus or yeah, anything. Right. But if we're looking at patterns, yeah, they. Have all, you? Did you see the spinoff? It's amazing. Oh, it's amazing. It's amazing. The spinoff is really good. What is it is called? House of Dragons. House of Dragons. Yeah. And it's really good. Oh, it's so good. Did okay. Guess what? What? A couple episodes ago, I was talking to Bertrand. He's my friend that usually sits here. He's, yeah. He said his uh, both kidneys replaced last week. He and I were talking about the Army Hammer story. Oh, yeah. And I was saying how I wasn't so sure because in the new, in the, when, the, when the story first came out, you would just see, I thought it was very, it's, it's very journal, like indicative of today's journalism. They would just show like one, like his um, messages. Yeah. And you're like, yeah, but you got to, like, what's the back and forth look like? Right. You know, like they go, this guy's accused of all these right. things. And then they're like, here's messages he sent. He's a monster. I'm like, yeah, but to get to, in order to feel like, to fairly call somebody a sure. monster, I, I'd like to see what the responses to these messages were. Yeah. So I watched the uh, series called House of Hammer uh, about him and his family. I <laughs> think he's a pretty bad guy. Is he really? <laughs> well, I think he is... Um, it's interesting because it really explores kink, you know, like the world. You have experience with BDSM? Yeah, of course. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, 
like some of the tenants, it's like constant um, consent, constant communication, constant, um, you know, reinforcing, restating what boundaries are. Right. And do you want me to stop pegging you now? Yeah. Yes. And safe words and like uh, great communication. This is what we're going to, you know what I mean? So that everybody is enjoying whatever kink. What the series does is really, it goes into his story. Well, what's fascinating, more fascinating than actually what he's accused of and all is his family legacy, the story of his whole family. What is that? His great grandfather founded Occidental Petroleum and was a big time influencer um, and turns out had a real cushy relationship with the KGB and uh, oh, also fuck. super tight with uh, uh, Prince Charles and Princess Di. Um, wow. Friends with all the U.S. presidents. I mean, like a major, major mover shaker who right. also had some dark, dark... Like when you run one of the biggest oil companies in the world, like it's not because everything is... Like you're the coolest, nicest guy, usually. <laughs> you know, yeah, I've uh, heard that some of the oil executives aren't just... as nice as people think. <laughs> uh, so some real dark shit, real dark shit, and that's what I'm saying. And it, and you and they lay out the 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 how every generation, like his his father, his uncle, his grandfather, just a lot of dark shit. Yeah, and and a lot. It seemed like. A lot had real issues with with women, and with him, it seemed like he. I and mean, again, I'm you know citing from watching this. He he really liked um, dominance. He really liked uh, the oil. The he rope, was a top. Yeah, the rope practice of it's Japanese rope called. I think, oh Shibori. my god, it's so cool! Yeah, it looks like- cool. It looks cool as fuck. But like, then you see the responses from a lot of women. Now, this is where I, this is the point I was trying to make on that podcast. Is that if we're if, if you're in a in that type of relationship yeah. where you go, I'm gonna dominate you, and you're sending messages, and the reply from someone is, um, I was I was so scared, that can be part of right. of the kink. Like in other words, that, that can be part of the game. Sure. Right? So there's a lot of nuance to like breaking yeah. down written text. But then you got on top of the responses were a lot of times, you know, like actually I was really scared and I was crying, and he was like, That was so hot. Right. But then they, you know what I mean? Where you go like, wait, are you playing? Or Yeah. But then they also interviewed these women. And it's there where it's very clear that they were all like, this was not fun. You've been to a dominatrix. Uh, for the why or two bears. Yeah. We, yeah, we did that. Yeah, yeah. And so you, you experienced like the, I, what did she do to you? She like spanked us, put on nipple clamps, put these electric shocker on our dicks that were tied together. And, um. I guess a better way to put it is like, okay, you know, like, <laughs> dude, I came so hard. <laughs> Did you really? Come? All over, Bert. All over. You're not supposed to go. <laughs> I didn't mean to. You should. No, you no, can't I... do that. Buying someone jewelry is usually a great experience all around. They get a beautiful gift, and you get the unforgettable moment of seeing the look on their face when they open it. The only tricky part: figuring out how to get the perfect piece at the best price. This is what I recommend for any jewelry purchase. Source it 
from BlueNile.com. Blue Nile offers thousands of independently graded diamonds and fine jewelry at prices significantly below traditional retail. They also offer a peace of mind with every purchase with some of the highest quality standards in the industry. They're available 24-7 by phone or chat to answer technical questions and give recommendations for every budget. The thing about buying jewelry is you really don't know what you're getting into. You don't know what you're looking at often. And the great thing about working with Blue Nile is you have somebody who's a true expert that can help guide you along the way so you don't feel lost, so you know what these diamond grades are, you know you're getting real value. You can feel great about your purchase because Blue Nile also offers a diamond price match guarantee. And just in case you don't, they offer 30-day returns. Shop Blue Nile today and experience the ease and convenience of the original online jeweler. Go to BlueNile.com today. That's BlueNile.com. Dot com. The, uh, <laughs> the, um, okay. So, you know, like when you're friends with a comic and they start roasting you and they're saying anyone that wasn't a comic, if they were saying those things to you, yeah, it would be awful. Like you would yes. get mad. You're like, fuck you. Well, yeah. fuck you. But if a comic is doing it, who loves you. Yeah. You There's got to be love there. It's very different. That's it. You There's feel be honored. Love. You yes. kind of like, you can't, it, you're, you're, you're like admiring how like, insightful they are into your like deepest secrets so i think that's what bdsm is like it's like on the surface if you saw it yes you would be like god it's brutal and violent but like what's really happening there is like this very strange expression of love yes and 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 an incredible trust yes trust like almost above all else when you see great like you know and you can have a non-bdsm relationship and the thrill of the relationship is your is your level of trust, right? In yeah. being vulnerable that. and sharing things. And they're just taking it to this sexually adventurous, kinky place. That's it. When you watch this stock series. He's not doing that. It doesn't feel like that. Right. It, <laughs> He's not. It feels like people are scared. Yeah. And that he is, this is a guy who's like, I think he's like 36, 37 now. Um, and, you know, he was going after girls that were like 21, 22, 23. And, and you realize too, as you're a guy, cause that's an older one, but yeah, when you're a guy, when you're whatever guy or, or woman, people in their early twenties, if you're tr- trying to manipulate are obviously easier to target, right? As a guy like him, like if you're going after a 21 year old girl. If Army Hammer asked me to suck his dick, it, I don't know, maybe 45 minutes. And then, then yeah, I, I know. he's such a beautiful man. He's so good looking. It's like, I mean, just the, the magnetism, the, the power. The, so he's a good looking guy. He's a talented actor. He's a, he's like, he is a talented actor. And he's, you're seeing him in movies. Yeah. It's like that, that, yeah, that draw is, is probably very hard to resist. And you want to, you, you know, and initially you're like, fuck, I'm talking to Army Hammer. Yeah. And then he's like, hey, are you into, you yeah. want to like get into something kind of weird? And you're yeah, like, yeah. I guess so. Sure. Yeah. And then you don't know anything about BDSM. You so don't. So you're learning it from him. Right. And then theoretically down that path. You end up getting sucked into some toxic, and then awful. A few abuse. hours later, you got cracked ribs, and you're in a pool of tears. And he's like, "Isn't BDSM Isn't fun? Wonderful!" And you're like, "Yeah, I yeah. feel so free. Do you feel as free <laughs> yeah. as I do right now?" You know what's fascinating about um, the funny thing about the good-looking thing is how much you ever think about how much you are influenced for little things by attractive people. It's incredible. I remember this. This is a very routine 
uh, practice that's done in Psych 101 um, all over the country, probably all over the world, but definitely in the U.S. We did it. it it's a, a regular practice. You've probably seen it or there's videos of it where it's an experiment where they take um, a student who is objectively like attractive, like a cute girl. Yeah. Ponytail, carrying a stack of books. And what they do is you have her go through like the student union or like a po- high traffic area and at a certain mark, drop her books, appear to accidentally drop them. Right. And watch how men, women, gay, straight, all walks of life. They want to help. Want to help and, and pick up the books. And then they run the experiment with a less, like if somebody's overweight, sloppy, disheveled, yeah. drop the books. People step over the books. People step over them. You know, and then when you get to like things like this, like crimes, you realize the it's like it's rare that we see or at least accused crimes, I should say, like somebody who's good look, and, and the power that probably has in committing them because people are just you're, we're naturally like seduced. Yeah. The sexuality out of it. by yeah. You want to you want to be around good looking people. That's it. Yeah. You have no idea what's driving the wheel of that bus. No. Like if you could peer inside, it could be like a desiccated wraith-like skeletal fucking thing just like chewing on baby hearts behind those <laughs> eyes you don't but it's a nice it. shell oh my god it's yeah, a nice like, shell oh, so beautiful it's bundy yeah that was the whole that was he the, was so hot that was the bundy story is that it was, everybody was like this is a good look he was educated he had actually dropped out of law school but you know people go like this is a what do you mean? This is a good looking man. You think man. there were people when he was killing them that for a second or just they couldn't help themselves like God, he's beautiful. Yeah, for a second. Yeah. Just for a moment. I mean, how how about how it affects politics? Most of our politicians are fucking disgusting, right? They're just dog. They're just so many. Right. But like somebody goes, I want to get into politics and they're have some symmetry. Right. Are somewhat good looking. Yeah. And people go, I want to vote for that guy. And you go, why? And they're like, I just like him. Amazing. I like him. He's good. Yeah. He's a good person. And they're like, why do you think he's good? And they're like, well, look at him. He's handsome. Yeah. Nobody wants to talk about, like, you know, everyone, like, people will talk about classism. Yeah. No one wants to talk about symmetrism. This, like, just built-in, baked-in thing where we favor people who are beautiful. And and they break down in psychology that, like, the basis for why why we say that man or that woman is very good-looking like one of the biggest factors is symmetry. Yeah. Like a face that's symmetrical makes you go like- it's math. That's really good looking. It's weird that we have something built into us yeah. that can like detect mathematical patterns in a person's sure. face. And then from that ascertain some sense of like, okay, they're better. They're yeah, they're safe. Be- and they're attractive. Yeah. And if it, that's the craziest thing. Attractive equals I'm safe. Yeah. Only right. an attractive person won't hurt me. No. Only an unattractive person. That's it. Yeah. It's so fucked up, man. It's really. That's it's, a really interesting connection. The fact that we go, that person is not as an ugly person. I'm scared. Everyone wants to tax billionaires more. Yeah. Let's start Let's taxing start symmetrical people. That's a symmetry tax. You Let, always have ideas that no one else does. See, this is why I'm getting into politics as an yeah. asymmetrical <laughs> person. I think I have a shot. Number think, one, two, we got to start taxing them. Yeah. They've got it easier. So much they easier. They need to pay their fair share movie stars we'll start with movie stars They're- and you know what don't want to pay the tax no problem we'll have face scarring clinics you come in yeah we'll like slice you slice you up give you something that makes you just not like completely fucked up but just like everybody else yeah send you back out 
You get, you don't have to pay the tax. Go live life with this face. Yeah. Yeah. With your new fucking like. face. Go see what it's like now. Yeah. Now, now tell somebody you want to fucking eat their face off and see yeah. how they react to yeah. you. Yeah. He, he, Army was like, I know it. He told one of the girls, I know a surgeon that'll um, cut two of your ribs out because I want to eat your ribs. He wanted to grill her ribs and eat them. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. What surgeon is that? I don't know. <laughs> how, do you, how do you explain that? Like, oh, uh, look what's coming yeah. to dinner. I don't Are think you... he's at Cedars. Yeah, <laughs> no, I don't think so. Jesus Christ, how yeah. do you do the? I, I uh, want to know his first conversation he went with the quick. surgeon. It, it, <laughs> he went quick with these girls, I'm saying. Or he went from like, you're so cool and I love you and you're so hot or whatever. And, or yeah. Not I love you, but like, I'm, you know, I'm just so attracted to you. And then he went to like... You, want, you like ropes? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They're like, I don't know. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And then he goes, I'm 100% a cannibal. I want to eat you. Scary so, to admit. I'd love to be able to do those ropes, man. But I can't. I can barely tie my shoes. Like that, that. And then there's a great uh, uh, appearance of him on, this is before everything went down, obviously, on Colbert, where they pull out ropes. He's like, you want to see me tie a rope? Oh, he, my God. He does that with Colbert. Oh, my God. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Did Colbert know? That- mm, this is way before any of that stuff. He was promoting a movie and yeah, he's just like. What a weird fetish, man. Cannibalism. Like of all the fetishes, that's one I can't. I can wrap my head around almost all fetishes, but yeah, cannibalism, it just, it's not sexy. Like what's hot about that? I know. Fecal matter too. It's really hard to. That's really brutal. That's brutal, man. Like also it's like, how are you not? How are you not? Here we go. I bet I can tie a bow <laughs> faster than you. <laughs> wow. Yeah. That yeah. is amazing. This is like John Wayne Gacy. Like, you want to see you can put on clown makeup faster? Here we go. It's crazy to think probably right now someone he was dating is tied up. Yeah. And, and he's got Colbert on. And they're like watching Colbert yeah. trapped in. Look at that. That looks easy. And then he goes, that was your neck right after that, but it's on mute. (laughs) (laughs) How many ribs do you have? You still have all your ribs? (laughs) It's fucking crazy. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Oh, wow. What a fun life, though, man. It must be so fun to be that beautiful. It's got to be. It's got to be. So fun. It's got to be. I I, I think about, you ever be like with somebody like that and you see the way people look at them yeah. and you're like wow just a like, magnet for eyeballs yeah, everybody just is just turning and looking and, and everyone's basically pleased yeah everyone's like for for they don't know anything about you they don't know they're just looking yeah. at you and they're like this is a nice experience it's like it, you're a view it's like you're a view of the beach you're like air freshener you're like yeah. visual like, air freshener you mm. come into a room and it's like okay things are better now yeah there's a symmetrical person here yes i don't have to feel quite so scared yeah of these hideous motherfuckers yeah look at that your eyes your nose everything's like so perfectly aligned maybe there was a war we don't know about maybe like thousands and thousands of years ago before recorded history like hideous people went to war with beautiful people and right. all we have is like some epigenetic memory of that war jesus You're the fucking only guy in podcasting that said that sentence. I'm sorry I said it. I love it. What are you talking <laughs> I about? I immediately regretted it. I went no for my way. coffee. I'm like, you're what? The, you're I'm the, thinking, what the fuck are you talking you're about? You're the greatest. What war is that? You know what I, wor- I wonder every time I see you? What? How many books a week do you read? Oh, I, I don't read a lot of books a, you don't? a week. No, I, re- I read parts of books Oh, okay, okay. That's so good. I have like stacks of books that I'm always like, 
kind of picking up and and I listen to audibles a lot. You do too. listen to audibles a lot? Oh yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay. I yeah. just listened to this great one, dude, about Ernest Shackleton. You know about that guy? Mm-mm. Holy shit, man. This guy, he wanted to do an expedition, ends up tra- like the boat. They don't know anything back then. That was so cool about it. They have no idea what they're doing. They have like a vague idea. He ends up in this fucking boat and it gets stuck in the ice, as you could see there in this Arctic expedition. The ice, you know. Oh my, this, this story is now familiar. They ended up, wait, keep going, keep going, keep going. The, the, the boat gets stuck in the ice because they don't understand how it even works out there. So the boat is now stuck in ice. The He's the captain, right? He's the captain. He's the captain. The ice is crushing the boat. They're finally like, look, the boat's done. They get everyone off the boat. They say the boat sounded like it was screaming as it's like being crushed right. by ice. They got all these fucking dogs. They end up eating the dogs. They end up just like taking the dogs behind like hills and just sh- killing the dogs, eating them. And they were just as fucked, as fucked as you can be. Just you're going to die level fucked. And somehow he survived and everyone survived because of him. Amazing. It's the coolest story. Wow. I remember hearing this story. Um, his name started to sound familiar. Yes, the, the fact that everybody survived is incredible. Incredible. How long were they stranded for? Do you remember? Like two days. Was it two days? In like Arctic? <laughs> I'm just kidding. No. That'd be weird if like yeah. hey, two days. No. What the fuck? <laughs> like two. That's how I would die in two days. Probably. How long was it? Uh, like, I think, I, could you Google? I mean, I didn't pay attention to the exact amount of time. It's an it's insane amount. Biggest fucking details. Uh, how like, could you I miss think it a over? Year. I think a year. More than two years. Two years. Jesus like, Christ. Yeah, two you said two days, and I was like, wow. <laughs> Fuck, I'm a fucking idiot. Two, like, two days is a long time. Two days. No, me too. No, for us, it would it be. It would be. Yeah, for us. People like that, I don't even know if they're around anymore. Like, No. I, people like that might look at what has happened. In people. Antarctica, too. Yeah, in fucking Antarctica. Do you know how, how many of those guys went back, and they were like, hey, <laughs> did you miss me? And they're like, I have a new life. <laughs> 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 two years honey i'm home yeah because you're not dad is, is you're dead you're yeah. just assuming they're dead. everyone thought he was dead no nope. do, do you know dude this is not the same thing but uh one of my uber drivers here picked me up one time and he was like we're just having a casual conversation he's mexican and i go how long you lived here and it was like 10 years and i go why did you why'd you pick here and he tells me this story <laughs> that he was in living in Mexico yeah. and one of his friends had a horse trailer, a horse and the trailer, I think, stolen from his property, right? Okay. Well, he had that trailer equipped with a GPS device. So a few weeks later, he went and took his trailer and his horse back. Right. Thinking like, somebody stole my shit. I'm yeah. Taking it back. And then he said, I was at that friend's house and these three guys just came in, killed my friend, killed the other dude, and then took two of us and kept us uh, hostage and then killed the, the friend that they had kidnapped with me. And it's like a month later, he goes, I, at this point, I'm talking to these guys every day, the the hitman and the kid and i'm and he goes i asked the guy i'm like 
at one point I go, why haven't you killed me? He goes, we like you. That's what the, yeah. he's like, cool. And he starts asking the guy about being a hitman and like, you know, sharing those stories. And then he goes, one day they just put me in a car and I didn't know what was happening. I had like a hood on oh my God. and they just were driving. We stopped the car. I got out of the car and then the car took off. And when I took the hood off, they left me on the highway uh, just between two towns. So then I walked to the next town, picked up a payphone. It had been like, I forget if it was 30 or 50 days. And he just called his wife. And she, she was like, you know, thought he was dead because their yeah. friends were dead. And she's like, I started a new life. You're gone a month, you know? It's <laughs> <laughs> no, but she, uh, he's like, he's like, she, she dropped the phone. Like she yeah. couldn't believe that I was alive. And then he was like, and that's why I moved to Austin. And here we are. You're at uh, three forks. Enjoy your dinner. Wow. I was like, what the fuck, man? Fuck. Did you give him a big tip? I gave him 10 bucks. No, I, I, uh, I, I forgot what I gave him. I was so blown away by this. It's the only Uber ride where I was like, can you do another lap? You know? That is. And here's the great thing about Mexican Uber drivers. They're not big on cologne. I don't know what it is about fucking Eastern Europeans yeah. and that fucking culture, but the Mexicans do it right. They know that you don't want to smell like a fucking brothel just because yeah. you took an Uber. Yeah. So shout out to all the Mexican Uber drivers. Okay. Um, I've thought about the cologne problem with Ubers. Okay. And- I don't know for sure that it's always the drivers. I think mm. they pick people up covered in cologne and it, the rest, it's them. And let, yeah, I mean, Armenian drivers, come on, dude. Man, I this is one of the side benefits of my smell getting fucked up from COVID. Is like, you still haven't gotten it back? It's coming back a little yeah, at a time. Yeah, mine came back a little, a little at a time. A little, I, you know, this sounds so dumb. I smelled my own fart for the first time in like, I don't know, like over a year. Tell me how it was. It was incredible. I like, I teared up. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, it's like, you don't even realize how much your farts tell you about yeah. where you're at in That's life. That's true. Like, that is there's true. There's a lot of data. And in a I fart. do remember that period of post COVID, like immediate post COVID, where you're like, I don't, nothing registers. Nothing. I know. Gone. You go take a dump and you're like, nothing. The crate. By the way, how crazy will it be? We're talking about a kid growing up in this generation who's fifteen. Let's say now. Yeah. When he's fifty, talking to his kid about you know there was um, then there was that that time when everybody lost their smell and they're like, what are you talking about? Yeah. Like what the fuck are you talking about? Yeah. Everybody lost their smell. Whatever. Sense of taste and smell. And that'll sound like a fairy tale. Yeah. Who cares? Yeah. Polio. I yeah. remember like, you know, old That's people right. yapping about polio. Yeah. You're like, here we go. Another yeah. fucking polio <laughs> story. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody's getting paralyzed yeah. and all that. Just yeah. come on. Fucking stand Just up. Your legs go. work, asshole. Let it yeah. go. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. I know. I've thought about it. I've thought about the parties. There's going to be, you know, like 80s parties. Uh, That's right. There's going to be mask parties. Oh, yeah. Where people are like, wear a mask, pretend there's COVID. Yep. Well, distance and everything. It'll be like, that's going to happen. And then you're going to have that one fucking bitch that shows up crying. She's like, you know, my aunt actually, my great aunt died. (laughs) Yep. Yep. And ruin the party for everybody. Everyone would be like, no one knows that person. Yep. I thought we were having fun. 
I never stopped wearing the mask. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> There's gonna be that too. Yeah. I still wear it. Yeah. How do you feel about Nazi parties? Like, do you do you will you go to like will you get in like an SS uniform for Halloween? Fuck no! I'm not getting in a <laughs> fucking SS uniform for Halloween. <laughs> No, uh, I'm too fat. <laughs> you gotta be thin to wear those things, man. You're you about to get to a say. tailor made. <laughs> that's the that's the hold up. Yeah. <laughs> you, you gotta, gotta get go to sized. a tailor. Can you like make? Oh. Yeah, no, I wouldn't do that, man. I mean, like, no, it's I'm fucking insane. Who throws? Wait, who invited you to a Nazi party? I've never even Nobody. heard of those. Okay, no, but there's always. There's always like every few years, almost maybe every year, there's always some story about somebody thought it was funny to go as Hitler, you know? Like, oh, yeah. That's like, that's like a yearly right. thing where it's, it's usually somebody in uh, high school or college or a dentist. You know, somebody's got a real fucking not their good head on their shoulders. So they'll, yeah. They'll, uh, they'll do that. And right. Then, and then they're like, everybody got upset. <laughs> You're like, right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, they did. Yeah, that's what happens. Yeah, edge. That's a, the worst. Or kind there's of edge the uh, the white woman who will uh, paint her face brown and put like a feather in her head, and she was like, "What? What's the big deal? I'm Pocahontas. It's just a feather." <laughs> Have you? I did see a good one once, which was someone went as the Twin Towers, and they had a they had a string you could pull, and a plane would fly Stop. into it. Yeah. Stop. Yeah, and people were laughing. Really? It was actually it worked. Like somehow. <laughs> It worked. It was like a funny. Do you think it's uh, that there's a just a certain time removed from a, a tragedy? Like it's it's got to be right, T- long enough time. But that's still it's 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 too devastating, right? I mean, is that it? What's this? These are twin tower. Oh, there you go. I guess they're up. I guess they're everywhere now. Wow, that's great. It wasn't that that they didn't pull. I don't know how the guy pulled it off. To me, it seemed like a, a reasonable costume. Really? Yeah, but North those, Tower, South Tower. Wow. Those seem like they're awful. Those two seem like they're awful people just from that photo. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't know, man. I mean, like looking at these now, you know, yeah. uh, it wasn't like that. I guess it was because it seemed kind of like he, like an Etsy project. Yeah. I just don't think they put enough thought into those costumes. Yeah. This is like a couple. That's kind of nice. Well, there's a guy going as a, a terrorist. With it, but he's doing the uh, up, upright, yeah, yeah, see, yeah. That, that guy's probably running for like senator somewhere, right? <laughs> and he's like, "What? Yeah, what's the big deal?" <laughs> it was Halloween. Um, it's called it's costumes. It's costumes. Oh, so you can go as Dracula. I respect our Muslim community. All right, Dracula's I, killed more people than terrorists, but oh, you can go as Dracula. Ivan the the terrible. Vlad the Impaler. Vlad the Impaler. Oh, yeah. it's okay to go as Vlad, but not a but not Dracula. A, a, yeah, yeah, Vlad. That's who I was thinking of. He Vlad was, the Impaler. Vlad was rad. He uh, he had. that's the worst (laughs) Vlad was rad man he wasn't so bad here's the thing about Vlad is that I think it's first of all it's so extreme what he did but so long ago yeah that's the thing is that time allows you to laugh about it because it's nobody even 50 times removed from your your generation knows about that's right And, and it lets you have the fantasy yeah. that you're far away from that ever happening again. And that if you would have been there, 
you wouldn't like, it wouldn't happen to, like you go like i could have talked to the guy oh yeah it is his dinner parties where yeah. if you complained yeah like apparently so i heard i read someone was at one of his dinner parties yes complained about the, the smell. smell this is true and he's like let me get you to a, like uh, let me take you to a place where it won't bother you yeah i don't and like put him on one of his fucking spikes yeah and impaled him impaled and he him. would impale you through your anus and out of your mouth right so like that's a real impalement and then you bleed out yeah that way and it's it's a obviously a slow horrible death and then horrible he had, death he had heads you know just on spikes on the uh like on he the, looks like an impaler sure but you can you can but it's okay to wear that costume oh, okay yeah you yeah, can okay. do that okay fine guy was a big time fucking rascal big knucklehead and now it's okay to wear his outfit yeah Fuck that. You know, if you wear that, everyone would be like, who the fuck are you? Right. <laughs> just going to think you're some kind of king. And they'll, just say, they'll just be like, what are you? You read uh, tarot cards? Yeah. You look yeah, like a fucking. You? Yeah. Uh, yeah. You going to tell me my future? Fortune teller? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, like, you ever get into like Charles Manson YouTube videos? Of Great him? guy. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Misunderstood. Totally. Guy could jam. He was symmetrical. Symmetrical. Charismatic. Played a little, was it guitar? Guitar. Yeah. yeah. He okay. was definitely like uh, somebody who I would have gotten sucked into that, I, I think. You know what? I could see that. Yeah, it would have And you specifically. Yep. And yep. I would be the asshole who's like, Tom, I want to introduce you to somebody. He's so cool. He plays yeah. music. Yeah. He's we got have hot this, girls around all the time. We got a ranch. Yeah, come out, out to the east. ranch. Yeah, come yeah. out to the ranch. Yeah. It'll be fun. Also, you know, he's really wise. Yeah. I, but people like him, like in another time, I think they would, that's what kings were like. Like, I think that right. kings were just as crazy as Charles Manson. They were just as insane, but they had charisma. And they, all you got to do is get enough people around you mm -hmm. who will kill for you. And you can convince people of anything. Of like anything. That. That's how you become if a king. you can convince people to do that, it's anything. Right. Yeah. That's it. You just need the right amount of people with guns around you. Yeah. And now, like anyone who says, you know, I, I don't think that God is wanting you to be a king. Like you're telling everybody, I don't think you have divine blood. I think you have blood like anybody else. You end up on the spike. And then the next, the people who see that, they're like, you know what? You have the most divine blood. Yeah. And then the army grows. You've got kids. Now you're a fucking king. Yeah. That's how, that's how it works. Dude, this also reminds me of the Kims, you know, the, um, in North Korea. Because there are that's it. countless tales. I mean, they interviewed his, uh, he, he loved sushi. Kim Jong-il loved sushi. So he had a sushi chef from Japan, right, that lived at one of the palaces or whatever. And that guy was like, he goes, you just never, he would come home some days. You're like, this is the greatest guy. He would just. Right. He would just like be, uh, he'd be laughing, smiling. And, yeah. and then he goes, he would get home some days, like the car would pull up. And um, he was just like, kill that guy. And it was that kind of a switch. And, but there, there is no, you know, complaining about the smell, no. right? It's, it's total, total delusional belief. That's, I think that's his, yeah, that's the chef that's right there. That's his sushi chef? In the, in the head wrap on the, on the right, on the top. Right? How do you, yeah. you're living in Japan. You're a sushi chef. You're probably a good one. Probably. How do you take that job? That's a fantastic question. Who would go? Who goes? You're to, out of your mind. I, you you're have out to, of your mind. He's an adventurer. That How guy. did he get out? How did he get out? Uh, it, like, 
norm. It wasn't a, um, I don't think it was, you know, like an escape. It was like, oh, you know, agreed upon and probably wanted to switch it up. I mean, you remember when he, how he killed his uncle? No. Kim Jong-il wanted his uncle killed, who was a high ranking person in his party. Yeah. And so he, he, whenever there was like any sense that, um, that there was going to be any type of pushback, criticism, questioning. And he also suspected rightfully that all, all, all of them have suspected rightfully that they might be overthrown. Kim Il-sung, sure, Kim Jong-il, because people, Hate him. reasonable people would see what's happening. But so he took one of his uncles, because he's killed multiple uncles, but he took one of them and had him uh, put in a field and had an uh, aircraft missile uh, fired because he goes, I don't want he I don't want one of his hairs to still be here. So that dude just had to like stand bound up and see a missile come and blow him to pieces. Yeah. He, okay. Uh, how how close to being like that do you think you are? Like how what would like have how to much happen? power would you have to achieve? I'm just saying you personally like, you know, like it's fun to think about like okay, to me that sounds insane. It's insane. But if this, this, or that happened, it would kind of start making sense. Oh, right, you know right, what I mean? Right. Like, I do think, though, in order to be that vicious, there's some, there's got to be something in you, or you have to be groomed in it. And these guys were all groomed in it. Like uh, Kim Il Sung had Kim Jong Il, who had Kim. Uh, oh my God, what's the uh, what's the current guy? I've just fucked up on his name. I don't. I don't. I, I'm, I can't um, believe you can remember all those names. But, of the North Korean. But leaders. the 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 current uh, Kim Jong Un. The, so he was raised by Kim Jong-il and Kim Jong-il was raised by Kim Il-sung. So they're, they're, but I mean, imagine growing up in the world, that world is, everybody is out to get us. America is, is full yeah. of evil, like they're evil overlord. They're like in the story, if you're in Star Wars and the story in North Korea is we are Luke Skywalker and they are Darth Vader, right? right? That's, yeah. that's what America Standing is there. And it's 24 seven and you never get outside information. And so if you're, if you're groomed in that, I think it might be easier to do something like that. I don't think Duncan or Tom of today who have lived thus far could be turned into that level of a person. I think it would have to start when you're young and you have to be in this environment where like they're also you're also raised to think like that's what being a leader is and that's what being a real man is is like right. don't forget they have multi-generational killing yeah when when you when you turn against the state like if you criticize yeah. uh, Kim Jong Un they do the three generation thing which is like if if it's you they kill your parents and your kids so that there is no lineage passed on of you anymore. Holy but it's for your fuck up. Shit. So they die and they die because of you. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I don't know, man. I think. He's a pretty cool guy. I heard that he loves basketball. He, he's, he, loves he loves basketball. basketball. Yeah. And I don't know if you've ever seen his trampoline tricks. He does no. like the, oh, they're hilarious. That's they're funny. They're like really yeah. cool. Kind of inspirational too. Yeah. Yeah. Have you read his self-help book? <laughs> Uh, Are you joking? Yeah, he looked it up. <laughs> Wait, no, no, no. I just made that up. I know, I know. It's a t-shirt. It's a t-shirt, though. Can you open the shirt, please? What? what? It's it's uh, no shoes on the trampoline. What the fuck? It's a him and Trump. That's a meme or something? Like I, him on a be. trampoline? I guess. Whoa. Have you seen like how they, what they, um, 
what they teach in like North Korean schools. Yeah. They'll be, they'll be like, he was born on a mountaintop yeah. and like the sky opened. Um, I think they said that Kim Jong-il played golf nine times, nine times and he had 18 holes in ones. And then he was like, I don't bored by this. I'm now. done with this game. It's too <laughs> easy. Crazy. It's too fucking easy. Yeah. And uh, yeah, just that, you know, the greatest at everything ever. I mean, the, the, like, I remember watching some documentary, watching the way people bow to him, realizing they're not fake bowing. Like, they, they, they've gone full, like, belief this guy is some divine being or whatever. Because you have to do that. Like, yes. you can't have cognitive dissonance or they can detect it and then you get arrested. So you have you to got, fully believe. So when Kim Jong-il died, when he died unexpectedly a few years ago, right before the sun took over. Yeah. Now, there were these, um, the like parade, I don't want to call it parade, like memorials in the streets, that, like millions of people in the streets. You could get arrested and punished if you were not seen to be wailing and crying enough. Wow. So it, it, you couldn't just be like, I'm, this is how I grieve. Oh my God. So you would see, like when you saw people like screaming and like, like, like falling to the <sighs> ground, it was so that they were crying hard enough for the like overseers to see. Man, it's so trippy to me to think that the planet has it's a like place these like little that on petri Earth? dishes. Yeah. Where in some of them, shit like that is just growing. Shit it's like that's happening. So thriving. wild. You got to see this. When you when do a Kim Jong il funeral, yeah, people crying. And when they would, you would get punished, right? So you'll see. Like that might not be enough. Yeah. So it, it would. She's squeezing tears out. Right. Just please let me cry. They wanted you to be scrub along. You'll see. Like there they want you to be like that. Like you have to, you have to. Well, you know really how that perform. it starts where you're doing like, you know, light crying and then some yes. asshole decides to take it up a notch and everyone has to. This. Yep, there you go. And you realize that that probably came from just somebody going like this to them. Like looking at you and yeah. they're like i'll hit the ground yeah holy shit yeah yeah you had to show that you were truly truly mourning you know you know the other thing that's creepy about those places is i think like you know people like you and i just talking shit about it yeah we have this natural assumption like well they're not going to do anything to us right but like why they yeah. can get people anywhere they want totally. anywhere at any time like that's you, true what happens if just by some stroke of bad fortune he actually likes your podcast. What if he's like a regular watcher of your show and he's excited? He's like, oh, I hate Bert's not there. Fuck, he should, his kidneys are fucked up. I hope he's okay. Then we're sitting here laughing at him and he's just like, oh, have them killed. My name is Duncan Trussell. And <laughs> I am sorry for what I said. I mean, we do assume. It's I know. We always saying, assume. Why do you think when you're when you, safe here? They I can know. get you if they want. That's true. Think about like all the conversations that have had, people have had about Putin. For sure, those, that's a much more developed system there. Yes. And people who have talked shit about him or the Saudis. You're talking about, uh, 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 what's his name? Uh, I don't even say his name. He's a fucking great guy. I'll tell you that. I'm a big, I love what he's done. He's really great with falcons, <laughs> architecture. Uh, yeah. What? That's what you searched? You're so bad at this. 
<laughs> murderous, what the fuck is wrong murderous with you? What? No, that's my favorite porn genre. Is it Ben Salam? Why are you bringing them up? Why are you bringing up the Husseins? God, I fucking hate him so much. <laughs> They're doing great. Could shoot, could shock, could shoot. Yeah, 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 yeah. Fucking you, shit. You're pissed. Huh? You're pissed at them now. Not them, him. The prince? No, the fucking kid in the booth. Uh, well, yeah. fuck, man. I'm sorry. I don't know. I it's not your them. fault. They're doing fine, man. Don't be that guy. I am that guy. You're like the guy who's like, don't complain about the waiter. Shut up. <laughs> It's a hard job, Tom. It's a hard job. Yeah, it's tough, I know. Just, Brutal. Just People. refill the water every... All right. <laughs> you know. Oh, shit. Uh, waiters. I know. It is a tough job. And they are getting worse. <laughs> <laughs> Service is terrible no, everywhere in my up. fucking Gucci shirt. <laughs> yeah, look, Wait, look at you. Should I do the golden button? Like, like oh, the, yeah. Should I do look the button? Look at that shimmer. The button? Better oh, yeah. The button? Look at that. Yeah? That beautiful, shiny button. The button does it all. Yeah, man. I mean, I just think, like, there, the, the idea was, like, you're supposed to have this idea here yeah. that if you work really hard, you can buy a house. Like, that was sort of the... That's what was sold to us. That was the... that And, that, and they fucked up, because, like, you have to keep that going. And that's not there anymore. Yeah, I so mean... So how do you get somebody to, to like go into the things that we went into. I was, I don't want to brag. I was a, I was a server at Applebee's. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, but like, there's something built in. The idea is if you do this, you can somehow navigate into whatever life you want. That's the big That's dream. True. But if, if that starts becoming really, truly inaccessible. And it mostly is. It yeah, mostly is. Mostly is. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you're right. It, it used to be, a house for most people was like just like a few for like the most of the working class they're like oh it's it's like two to three years salary like that's the equivalent of the price of a house right but now for most working people a house costs 10 to 30 times an average house yeah. what they make in a year it's crazy not to mention all the shit you have to go through to get the house now to yeah. like just all the crazy hoops you got to jump through it's like you know Obviously, it's not exactly the same, but people believe Kim Jong Un mm -hmm. was born on a mountaintop, or sure. ill, or whatever. I believe that. Go I did too. And that mountaintop will never. Be, I heard it. The mountain turned to gold. It usually when he was it born. never rains there. Actually, it's that, always sunshine. It, rainbows, actually. Yeah, yeah it's like that's the sun is made of rainbows. Do not fuck with him. Keep going. Uh, but you know, he like that. The version of that here is. I think if you, you know, work really hard yeah. and eventually you'll be able to like no longer have to work two jobs. You'll, right. you'll get to this point. And, but people are stopped. They're, they, they're not believing that anymore because it's, it, it was sort of true. And I think it was very true at one point, but now if it's a tiny percentage of people are able to do that, then what is the, like, how do you get people other than like, giving them the choice between like starvation or like yeah. washing dishes. How do you get people to do it well, successfully? I know. And then there's, there's the big talking point right now in like corporate workforce 
is that there's a huge, huge percentage of the workforce that doesn't want to return to an office. That, right. That, but that also has, they have the added benefit of saying, I have been able to do this task and this job. Yeah. Not from that location. Right. So, and I like this life more. Right. And there's a lot of like, you know, people going like, oh, if you're not going to let me do that, then I'm not going to work there anymore. I mean, most of the people working here could be doing it from home. Yeah, could be. They don't have to, you don't have to make them come in here. I'd love to have them not come in. Yeah. <laughs> really? Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. want to get them out of here? I wanna, I, you think I want to see these faces? I mean, that whole office culture bullshit, that thing of like, look, man, we all need to be in the same room doing stuff. That's simul- a big, that's a big argument. That's a big argument. And yeah. it's like, maybe, maybe so. Maybe in, but here's the thing. It's probably business by business. Don't you think? Like case by case. There are certain times right. where that probably applies to for that specific place and what they do. But definitely not. I mean, like for, I'm not talking about a bank, a, a, branch, a, a branch bank where you come in and you, you talk to the teller. But I'm saying the people that work in those accounting offices and everything yeah. is like, why does that person have to be why? there doing that? Why? If, if they can do it perfectly well from their house. Which they can't. And and they go and I can have breakfast at home with my kids. Yeah, like, see my kids. And why sit in traffic? It's and- crazy. It, the, the whole thing was based on filing systems. Like it, we didn't, you know, right. it was just you had right, to be there because right. you had to file shit in the yeah. same place. We don't need that anymore. Like now we're just talking anything about- like client based service. You could you could probably just go. Well, then I like I meet clients. Uh, you know, in public, I meet them at their, right. you know, like the, I don't, it doesn't have to be at that office. That's right. Yeah, you can exactly. do, it, do it anywhere. It's a huge controversy right now because the, the idea, like the dream of technology was we are going to like have these computers that are going to make our lives easier. Like we will, ha- now that we have these things processing information, we'll work uh, 20 hours a week instead of 40 hours a week. But somehow everyone's working 60 hours a week. So, the pandemic presses pause. Everyone gets to do the experiment. What does happen if we work from home? Do the companies fail? Is some like crucial aspect of our hanging out together gonna like get lost? No, mm-hmm. everything runs the exact same way. Mm-hmm. Everything's the same. It but is. office managers, right? They're just they need a job, so they're like talking to the bosses like, ah. Uh, Office managers remind me of like TV executives. You know, when you sit in a TV like meeting and there's someone speaks up and you're like, who is this? And then they say something that everybody's like, and he goes, well, I have to say something. So it justifies me having a job. Right. Otherwise, why am I here? Right. That's it. And the office manager is the one who's telling the story of like, you know, culture, office culture. What about all the parties and the fun parties? Like we have casual Friday big you don't get to enjoy that anymore and, right you know they don't want to talk about the brutal fucking commutes i wonder that, how much porn watching has gone up since people started working from home more thousands of, thousands, thousands of percent, of right? percent. yeah everyone's looking. and so many more people jerking off in meetings so many more everybody yeah like i read a statistic 99 percent of people in an office meeting are jerking, are jerking off, off? yeah from home from home from home yeah well why would if you're home why wouldn't you? Yeah. I mean, if you are in a private place and you're not jerking off. What are you doing? Why do you have a body? Yeah. When was the last time you jerked off in public? Wow, that's a really good question. Yeah. Define public. 
anywhere that's not inside your home or hotel room. Okay. I mean, I'm, it's kind of lame, oh. but it was an airplane bathroom. Same. Really? Same. Yes. <laughs> yeah, dude. Yes. yes. Mile High Club. Yeah, bro. I mean, I don't know if that counts for the Mile High Club. I don't think it does, but so what? So, okay. So when was this? A couple times. <laughs> I mean, like how recently? How recently? Yeah. Last week. And then another time was like four months ago. But was this in a, was this in a, like on a private plane? No, 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 no. Okay. So this was like on like Delta. Yeah. Okay. How, what happened? Like, like, you know, I saw this big fat lady and I was like, what's up? And then she was like, ah. and then, uh, <laughs> I threw a piece of bread at her. I saw her eat it. I just ran oh, out yeah. of my You got to go. <laughs> you were probably in line. There's probably people in line to jerk uh, off. Oh, man. No, I just got something in my head and I got what? all worked up. Can you up. talk about what got in your head? No. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, man. No. Come on. What was it? No way. Oh, my God. No. But I also. Wow. What, what was in your head? I'll tell you what happened. I was at. A club. This was years and years and years ago, and uh, I was in a monogamous relationship. Uh, but this uh, beautiful, beautiful woman after the show basically said, "Like, why don't we go in the green room, and I'll suck your dick." And so, like, I, you know, you know that thing where they're beautiful, and you're, you're. At the time, I was drinking, so you're just kind of like running through your head, like, "Do I want to be haunted by this?" This is after a show. This is after a show. Okay. So no, by the way, no, I don't know when that happens. Go ahead. <laughs> okay, keep going. It doesn't happen to me anymore. It doesn't okay. happen anymore. This was like, you no. Know, by the way, it's not like that. Anyone's asking to suck my dick after shows. Well, it's I'm like just one saying, of those moments. That's where, some real rock star. Yeah, I get it. It's a crazy moment. And you hear about these moments from the symmetrical comics where it's like sure. it's, it's like happens to them all day long. That they, happens to the meet and greets. They have a hundred of these stories. Uh, oh yeah, that's their every every second of their all life the, is a the comic Sims. is getting there. Yes, all the Sims. So, like I you know I went back to the hotel room furiously, jerked off, mm -hmm. it, just trying to like you know satisfy shut it off. Yeah, like, yeah didn't work and then i'm sitting in the airplane and then yeah i just was so like overwhelmed by like thinking about that that yeah i went in the bathroom and jerked off okay you're more of a savage i lied i was on a private plane and uh i've tried jerking off on commercial planes and wait a minute <laughs> <laughs> You did the old private plane <laughs> jerk off trick, the well, classic. <laughs> and yeah. I fell for it. You well, walked right in. in you walked right, 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 right in. Here's, I will tell you this. I have tried on commercial. Okay. Privilege, wait, wait, wait. folks. This I, is what it looks like. Dude in a Gucci shirt can only jerk off on private planes. Look at that gold button. Um, I get aroused on flights. I have for I have for years. Really? Yeah, I get naturally aroused on flights. What is it? I don't know what it is. I don't, I'm sure I could explore it, but I I, I don't should. know what it is. But I get I get naturally aroused on flights, and I was I've been on commercial flights where I go I'm going to go handle this, and something about you know someone's opens the door I, it just <laughs> throws me off you know I mean I just couldn't do it. Who not nobody knocks not knocks but you know the door jiggles. Like like someone's checking or pushing the door, and you're well, like, uh. right? Or then you just start to think about that there is that this is taking a while. 
you know, like you're not, it's harder to focus. I just, I, I couldn't do it. This is what it say. Planes make you horny. What? Flying can sometimes lower the amount of oxygen in your bloodstream and your brain, which safely achieved can make you feel even more aroused. The novelty and the excitement of sex in the air can also make for excitement. Well, I've never Oh my had God. That. But anyway, yeah, I have done it on charters. <laughs> wow. That is crazy. I know. That's interesting to, to think about that. Like the study will never be done. No. But, like, so but I volunteer. You just did the study. Yeah, yeah. And you said twice. Yes, yeah, twice. It's twice. So this is just probably a thing they know. Like your pilot probably knows. Those planes he knows have now. like detection yeah. mechanisms. Yeah. And it's a mess. Let me tell you. It's a fucking. Just, you're just blasting jizz back there. <laughs> and then you come back. And I'm you, like, oh. And they're like, what? You're Good patting dump? your friends on the back. You're yeah. touching things in the plane. Touching everybody. Oh, man. That's interesting, yeah. though, that you like get horny on planes. That's curious. You know, I don't understand why. You, the, you know, there's a, a something that happens to people in bookstores. You know about this? No. There's a name for it. You know, if you have, do you go to bookstores and like suddenly have to take a shit? I have. Okay. That is, believe it or not, that is like a, a very common occurrence to the point where there is a name for You're it. being serious? Can, yo, are, can you, are, you, look, look are you trusting up? me? Are you doing a Duncan Trust? After what you did to me. Yeah. You would deserve it, but I'm not that clever. I don't have anything. I thought you were trusting me. Look, look, look at look, look up. uh, Syndrome, I think it's a yeah phenomena, not syndrome. It's called the Mariko Aoki phenomena. I mean, centers people feel to empty their bowels when in a bookstore. Jesus, you see, and wow, hit the one that says a doctor explains. Okay. At some point in the mid-80s, a story goes, a Japanese woman named Mariko Aoki wrote a letter to a magazine confessing that she sometimes urgently felt the need to poop whenever she entered a bookstore. Aoki, it turned out, wasn't alone. In the weeks that followed, many other people wrote in explaining that they too felt the same urge in bookstores and libraries. Yeah. Likewise, okay, it came, became known as the Mariko Aoki Phenomena. God sucks that your name is permanently attached to, to shitting. that. Oh my yeah. God. Okay, the guy says it's a purely psychological problem. Now, the people who experience this aren't crazy or nuts. There's a real connection between the gut and the brain. It's called the gut-brain axis. What we feel mentally will affect our bowels. That's why when you're nervous, like taking a test or giving a public speech, you have butterflies in your stomach. Yep. It's the nervousness you feel that corresponds to the butterfly feeling in your gut. For others, the nervousness will cause diarrhea and owl. other bowel issues will occur. It's a common ma- manifestation of conditions like IBS. Yep. Um, Wow, the intensity of the information that you encounter in museums and libraries or the sudden quiet of a garden <laughs> can trigger an automatic response to you. That's interesting, Isn't too. That a quiet. The quiet can do it. So weird. That you're going from, no- it makes sense, noise to, to like, quiet. you're safe. And then you're like, oh my I got God. A shit. <laughs> You've been ignoring it, maybe? Yeah. You know? Yeah, but why do I come so hard in the air? <laughs> I, man, I, that, you're lucky. Yeah. Like whatever that is, anytime you have anything like that, you're, if you ask me, like, and I think that's a kink. You've got a kink. Uh-huh. It's an oh, expensive, you're lucky. Yeah. it's an expensive kink. It is an expensive kink. You yeah. know, that's, yeah. that's intense that you have to be in an airplane and yeah. a charter jet to come that hard. <laughs> that's intense. <laughs> it is. But I do, I agree with you on the luck of kinks. And I think if somebody is with somebody with a kink, you're actually lucky. Sometimes people are off put by them. Yeah. But you're lucky that you have something that can 
like easily satisfy somebody. It's yeah. a tr- it's like a trigger. It's so the best. let them indulge and right. and and use it to your advantage uh, to, right. to have fun and yeah. yeah. I agree. Yeah, you're lucky. But for you, yeah, it's a tough one. Do you, you do you have any a other poor th- army hammer? Everyone's like, guy's a fucking jerk. He's got to he get just, ribs from a. a he's got to cut something out of a girl. Jesus Christ, man! Yeah, that those are those are brutal kinks. He engraved his uh, initial. He like branded a girl. Ah, oh, what an asshole! Yeah, and she was like, nah, uh, you know. What is that, Keith Rainier? Same thing. Well, it's are- the evil. Uh, that's where um, I mean, you go from going like, oh, this doesn't seem like actual consensual bdsm play to where somebody is getting a thrill when you get a thrill out of out of hurting you know that's when you start to to register on the evil scale right right for if, sure. if you need if you need suffering to feel good yeah yeah like that girl that's the oh my just god wrote, that yeah. sucks and he licked the blood i mean he, he's got a dark side man he's got oh, a real dark dark side she's got to explain that to like all the guys she meets, like what the A is, she yeah. has to invent something or tell the truth. Oof. Yeah. Look at that. It looks like more and like then, he carved it than it's a brand. And that picture right there of the two of them, the split screen. My first thought is like, what a good looking couple. Beautiful. Yeah. Beautiful couple. Yeah. But one of them's a real goofball. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. <laughs> Truly, what a goof! <laughs> He's always goofing around with yeah. these chicks. Yeah. Wow. Oh yeah, he was. Oh, he started a an account not on Instagram but on a different platform where he would just show himself like drinking and driving and smoking shit and like taking drugs. Like it was just wild. Apparently, there was like this a, a whole bunch of people that were like celebrities were doing that like starting a profile on this other lesser known Instagram. I forget what it was. It was in the doc, but they're like, they go, yeah, we just, he just uploaded all this shit with his face, dr- like drinking out of a bottle while he's driving. Right. It's crazy. Yeah. That stuff is, re- I don't get that at all. Like when crazy people behavior, shoot though. videos of themselves, doing something doing like, shit that? like that and then go public with it. Like you want to, you're doing that because you it's are daring, sick of your life. Yeah. It's a daring move. It's impulsive. Yeah. It does show like a lack of judgment and it's like, yeah, you're, you're but you want to get taken down. Like if you're doing that, if you're it's doing publicly, like, you're, you're like, sick of it. I'm drinking and dry. That's one of the craziest things you can feel your film yourself doing is, is going to be like, I, I openly willfully and publicly am impaired and driving. You know what this does? This is a product of the times though, because that was just like my dad, driving sure when i was a kid everyone used to drink and drive that was that was way more normal way more normal but like, now it's like now you don't you can't. you can't say that you know yeah i mean and also you know i think back then too cops would be like yeah why don't you finish that one and then hit the road like they yeah were, you know they didn't care yeah that that yeah it's a completely different time now but yeah that's it's that's like of all the things about him that seems like the least that's true that's true weird yeah that's true. Drinking and driving. Yeah, I know. He's cutting fucking his name into people. It's a little more probably aggressive. blood in that yeah. thing. He's probably drinking blood. Like, yeah, that would he be said more... he wanted blood and yeah. Well, I gotta ask you something. Yeah. Do you do you believe in aliens? Like, do you get into UFO stuff at all? Um, I don't. I don't get into UFO stuff at all. I I'm more of the um of the mindset that I think it's. Com- completely plausible to believe that there's other life forms um i don't believe in like when everyone's like i saw one and that was that last night and all that but i think 
the size of the universe, like the infinite, ma- like just we can't even comprehend how huge this is. Right. To think that we're the only life form is just, I don't know, it feels arrogant. And so I sometimes think that, that we haven't maybe encountered it yet. Um, like the stories that I've heard usually have something that you can really pick apart and people will conveniently, that's the thing with like a lot of conspiracy theories is that people will conveniently ignore the data that doesn't support right. whatever they're saying. And they'll do that with alien UFO, all that stuff. But I think it's, it's very plausible to believe that there has to be life elsewhere um, that we maybe just haven't. So encountered. what do you think about all this stuff coming out now with the Tic Tacs and all the weird craft that have been picked up by like military vehicles and ships and, Oh, this is stuff that was recently yeah. uh, declassified? Yeah, it's really interesting. It's like all of a sudden, like these things are everywhere. And not only that, but people are getting brain damage from being around them. Like, really? Yeah. Like, it, it, like you, you, they're getting some kind but of. But like things like this, like a lot of times, I'm not saying this one, but things like this, a lot of times there are images that are shared that people be like, what's this? And you go, well, okay, like in this particular case, right. like I'm saying in the hypothetical scenario I'm, I'm um, presenting, there'll be a eventually like a rat, they'll be like, that's a fucking Cessna in the distance reflecting off. Like they'll just, right. people will, because it's exciting to think that there's more yeah. happening on that part I get. It is yeah. exciting to, but so I don't know, like, I don't know this actual, this says they can't explain. Well, this it's really it's it's the strangest thing ever and it's the the reason it's interesting is because it isn't coming from the UFO community which what you're doing right now in the UFO community, you know what we call it? What? It's called swamp gassing. Okay. So what you do is People like you and your Gucci shirts with cum on your hands, getting off your plane, dripping jizz off your hands under the fucking concrete. Yeah. You, people like you, yeah. you, you just refute the uh, stories, the anecdotal evidence, not of one person, mm. but of so many people. And you're like, oh, you saw whatever. I mean, I did say I think it's very believable that life exists outside of our planet. I think that is, I've said that a lot of times the, like the evidence shown is really shade, like not great, but this new, as you're getting into, you're saying this is not coming from the UFO community. Right. What's 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 the, the reason that a lot of people in the UFO community are suddenly feel validated is, is because the U S government there. It, it's like, one question is why are they even talking about it? Why not keep it top secret? Why are they like doing public hearings on it? Right. And so people are what they're saying is well they they are trying to get ahead of the curve. Sure. Because so many people have been witnessing these things, and now because there's some kind of physiological proof, the brain damage. Yeah, and the VA has got to cover that. So like so they're trying to get ahead of the curve, and so that's why it's a really interesting. So what do you think is happening? No idea. I mean, no, I mean, there, there's two like broad possibilities, I guess. One is it's like some like new tech coming from somewhere, who knows where, hopefully us. Uh, that seems like the most plausible. Like if mm-hmm. you're going to like roll the dice on something, it's like the odds are it's coming from humans, yeah. not coming from space, I would guess. But yeah, the other one is there. So either we have, now that we have these like new ways of, like uh, getting data, like 
intense, super high-tech radar systems and stuff. Uh, we're, we're seeing things that have always been sort of flitting around the planet. Or, for whatever reason, like, things have discovered our planet and are just starting to check us out. They could be drones. I mean, there's all kinds of bizarre explanations, but the two are it's either from hum- humans or it's not. Yeah. And what's weird is some of these people, like high-ranking officers, are like, this is not terrestrial They're technology. saying that openly. Yeah, openly yeah. just saying, well, like, how does that even work? It's like going so fast and then stopping, then going underwater, then coming out of water. Like, what the fuck is that? Can you imagine if that that is actually just a weapon being developed, um, what the next wave of weapons are going to be. I'm talking about 100 years from now, yeah. like when we're gone. If, uh, if things like, you know, now somebody in Nevada can sit in a room and go, do, 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 and like send a missile into yeah. Pakistan and just blow up a whole, like a, a house. Yeah. A spe- like what is going to develop with weapons? It's going to be- Dude, it's crazy. Terrifying. And it's coming. Yeah. It will, like- I, I was talking to my wife about this. Like, think of uh, just before we dropped the first atomic bombs. This was done in top secret. Nobody knew there was some theory well, it could be done. You could split the atom. It would cause an explosion. But most people had no idea that this was being researched. They were working on yeah. it. And so all of a sudden, on the news, a weapon that no one had ever heard of before wipes out a city entire cities just evaporates yeah. entire cities came out of nowhere ends world war ii and so if that happened once it'll happen again but it's going to be like uh the, the news comes on and it's like well they're they're suddenly there are no people living in russia yeah they're just all gone yeah and then biden's going to come out and be like we we had to do it we yeah, knew yeah. a nuclear war was imminent they were going to launch nukes so we used a, a new uh, yeah, something fill we, in the blank. Like, yeah, and some, we just—they're gone. They're—they're they're still in Russia, but in an alternate dimension. We essentially moved <laughs> all the people in Russia yeah. to another part of the multiverse in a different Russia. I thought too that you know this felt very much in like this uh, Russia-Ukraine war. Yeah, it's scary. Felt very scary, but also like there was this feeling, especially in the first few weeks, where it just felt like Putin was getting to a place of. You know, I'm just, I'm getting older. Yeah. It's time to like do something that yeah. no one will ever forget kind of thing. Right. And I really thought that was going to ex- extend, I, mean, I guess it kills, still could, but to uh, further parts of the world. Yeah. 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 Well, I mean, this is the big problem is that, yeah, right now, yeah. maybe the people running things are sane. It's a huge assumption. I mean, look at Army Hammer. If you didn't know, you would be like, that's a totally beautiful, sane, great actor. You didn't know he's like barbecuing model ribs. That's fucking on, awesome. But Super this, symmetrical, So too. we there's this assumption that the leaders somehow are completely sane. Yeah. Or they, they, you know, you don't know what's happening with any of them. Like, they could be uh, They're being visited by- They're all fucking megalomaniacs, all right. of them. And they, yeah, of course, you don't know the- like, Imagine the real intel you have in those positions. It's got to be- terrifying terrifying when you, when you really know yeah so that we all like sort of lean into this idea yeah. that like right now putin isn't like having an hallucinor hallucinatory conversation with like a a sheep yeah who's like it's time you it's know time. it's yeah. time <laughs> yeah. you gotta do it yeah you know we and we and, and all that's all it takes and yeah. not only that but what about just a simple malfunction what if just i don't know 
the wrong button gets pushed or just a computer that's happened people push the wrong button all the time missile gets launched they're like oh fuck it's happening and then it's over ymh live eight nadav pushed the wrong button on a video that exactly the same thing it could have be except it wipes out <laughs> half the planet <laughs> but yeah that is i mean that is nadav how... could do that he could accidentally blow up the planet <laughs> yeah <laughs> and he'd go i don't know fuck oh man shit fuck. fuck shit that that's the thing like i just... blew up italy uh... It's gone. It's gone. Yeah, I mean that's the other creepy thing. I don't. I try not to think about this stuff, but yeah. I was the same way. Like I'm thinking, there's. You know saying, what you need to do, man? What? Honestly, you need to come with me on a chartered flight, and we will jerk off in the bathroom anytime. You want to? I'm there. Yes. Yeah. You know what? I'll set it up right now. Give me a. Give me a second. Great. Where do you want to go? I don't know. Some place that's like fun to jerk off <laughs> while you're flying to. Yeah. <laughs> What's your favorite? What's your favorite jerk off route? <laughs> I love flying west, west, buddy. I like to come just as I'm going that over jet the jet stream. That jet stream gets me oh, going. Like you don't even have to move your hand if you get in the turbulence. Oh, it's fantastic! It's not always bad. It's not always bad. Um, all right. Thank you for coming today. This was Thanks a lot for of fun. Me. You're the best. You're the best, man. I'm so I glad we live really in the same city. Me too. I'm so glad you're here. Um, next time, please wear your Gucci stuff. Next time, tell me. I gladly I mean, would I thought I was like, ah, oh, he's going to wear it. I thought we'd be all Gucci'd out. You know what? It's at the dry cleaners, to be honest. I, I couldn't have. and But I, I thought, you know, don't wear that. Segura's <laughs> going to like roast you for no. all. It's all good. I love you, man. Love you too. See you later. See ya. Bye, guys. Bert and Tom. Tom and Bert. One goes topless while the other wears a shirt. Tom tells stories and Bert's the machine. There's not a chance in hell that they'll keep it clean. Here's what we call Two Bears One Cave. No scripts, a bit of booze, amateur fartology. Dirty jokes, raunchy humor, no apologies. Here's what we call Two Bears One Cave. Thank you.